views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Black Talk Radio News. Tonight, my name is Scotty Reed. I'm broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA, Inc. I know it's been a while since i um done live. Well, not actually. I actually did a live the other day, but I'm just kind of all over the place. Um, normally on Facebook doing live for those that follow Black Talk Radio Network on Facebook. Um, but um, for some reason, I couldn't connect on Facebook tonight. So we're on YouTube and I kind of like this kind of better than Facebook, um, to be honest with you. So we're going to roll with it, um, at, at least for now. So as I titled tonight's broadcast, there are too, too many cops are dirty and Trump is a threat to public safety. Now, all of my friends, my progressive friends out there, y'all know I know Joe Biden's record and all the legislation that he and other members of Congress passed in the 1990s that um, increased incarceration in the United States. But I will say again that Donald Trump is a unique threat right now, okay? Um, we still dealing with stuff from that crime bill, that Biden crime bill, his signature bill from the 90s. But we, we have people out here killing people in the streets, um, just rolling militias. We got white militias rolling, rolling in, in U.S. cities. And Trump has, <clears throat> excuse me, Trump has emboldened these people. And I honestly think that if we get to four more years of Trump, that we honestly could have world war, well, not world war, who knows, it could blow up into that, but at least civil war number two. And I don't think a lot of people are prepared for that. We can talk big, we can talk bad, but if you take an honest assessment, most people are not prepared for a civil war. And I think one could get kicked off um, if, if the right set of circumstances were to occur. And we've had what we might call um, several sparks, you know, whether you want to talk about police shootings, which I will be talking about a story, the latest one today out of Los Angeles, a man shot 20 times, just overkill, really. Um, and so whether we talk, talking about police brutality, whether we talking about white militias, it's just terrible. Now, before I get into some of these national stories, I am uh, also a part of a local podcasting network uh, right here where we founded the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project, the nonprofit that manages all our media operations. Make sure that y'all uh, please make a tax-deductible donation today to fund uh, all the work that we do if you appreciate the work that we do. Um, but um, I started to include more local stuff in, in my broadcast um, because I've become more involved in like grassroots movements, uh, participating in the political process, just really um, with my daughter being so affected by the murder of George Floyd and wanting to get out here in the streets, I was kind of drafted out there. 
uh, with them. And we live in a, a quiet rural town and we don't face like, say, for example, Ferguson was a quiet rural town. We're not facing that level of policing here, that blatant, just in your face um, policing for profit and, and just, you know, poli uh, physical violence. We're not facing that in Gaston County on the level that we see across uh, uh, the United States, but we're seeing it. We're still seeing it. We're, we're seeing it and we are in solidarity with everybody else because, you know, we're all uh, citizens. Well, not all of us, but we're all human beings. We all, um, not all of us, we all don't have empathy, but y'all know what I'm trying, attempting um, to say here, you know, but hey, I don't want to live behind enemy lines of USA Inc. And I bet a lot of y'all don't want to either. And so I'm going local because of that. And I do have a couple of local stories that I want to share uh, for those who watch uh, Black Talk Radio News on the Gaston County Community Talk uh, podcasting page or, or media page. All right. So the first story, let me go ahead. It was a horrific fire. Uh, this was bad, y'all. This was bad. And um, one of the persons I met while I've been out here doing this grassroots stuff shared with me, if there's any sound, yeah, let me share some sound, uh, shared with me some video um, and, and posted in one of our Facebook groups, East Gaston Coalition for Freedom and Justice, and said that this grandmother um, had had who has been diagnosed with cancer, living in poverty, uh, the caretaker of her two grandchildren, I believe eight and seven years old, and the house just completely burned down. So uh, Benjamin Moreno, thanks for sharing that with us. And I hope, you know, the Red Cross uh, was able to help. I know you said you was going to call her, call uh, the victim and give her um, the Red Cross number and try to get her hooked up. And I hope you were successful. Uh, with that, and we'll be sharing the victim's, this family's name or the grandmother's name and her telephone number for those in the Gaston, in Gaston County, North Carolina, or wherever you are that may uh, want to try to help this family in their time of need. But this is Ben. He was out there. This is video. Uh, it just happened 23 hours ago. As you can see, it, it's really bad. It's really bad. And he shared some other videos and photos in our group, East Gaston Coalition for Freedom and Justice. Take a look at some of those. But this is the house the next morning, or I should say this morning. Look at, I mean, just totally destroyed. And it's a miracle that nobody lost their life. I mean, that, that house is just a, a total loss.
It looks like the children's room, the two, two little girls. See the, the kitty toys just total loss, man. Total loss. And again, this, this woman is uh, living in poverty. Uh, let me give out the information if anybody wants to help, whether you in Gaston County, North Carolina, surrounding counties, or anywhere uh, in the world, if you had the resources to help and you want to help um, this family, her her name, the grandmother's name is Cassie Dowdy. Cassie Dowdy. Um, she has uh, two granddaughters that she is the caretaker of, Abby, who is eight, and Bella, who is seven. You can call her directly and um, give that assistance. You can call at 704-315-0227. Again, that's 704-315-0227, and that's Cassie Dowdy. And uh, keep this family in, in your prayers. I mean, uh, they're blessed, really, looking at these photos to be alive. And the house is just a total loss. Uh, and as Benjamin was saying, she she's uh, been diagnosed with cancer. She's been diagnosed with cancer and um, just living at the federal poverty line. So not a lot of resources and anyone that can help, uh, we really would appreciate uh, if you could reach out to that family. Um, now, I also wanted to um, share some other news. Let me um, uh, close a couple of items here. Um, in North Carolina, I want to talk about, uh, we've been registering people to vote and I want to share and what, what I've been seeing, I've come across several people who are reg who are, uh, felons. They've been convicted of a felony and they have completed their probation. Obviously, sir, their sentence, if they're out on the street, completed their probation or parole, um, they don't, they're just completely done with all of their, I guess, paying their debt to society and they're eligible to vote automatically once they've done that. They don't need to submit any paperwork and coming across as I've been registering people to vote along with, you know, some of my friends and comrades in Gaston County. Um, we've come across some felons who were like, really uninformed and, and didn't want to believe the information that I was giving them, which I can understand them being skeptical. And I hope, you know, that they wouldn't looked up the information uh, for themselves. I believe one of them actually pulled it up on, on his phone. Um, and we did get them registered to vote, but I just thought that it'd be best if we uh, show people, you know, that uh, it is legal for you to vote in North Carolina once you've completed all of your debt to society, as they say. So this is uh, NorthCarolinaDOT.gov uh, voter registration. Oh, that's the voter registration application. Uh, what I need is the voter registration for felons. And I had that. Uh, let me pull that up, find that right quick. While I'm like really unorganized right now. Um, I thought I had that up. Let me see if I can pull that link up. That was like one of my first stories. All right, voter registration application. Um, that's the same thing. Okay, let, let me just uh, do what I did earlier.
felon voting rights, North Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina. Okay. Let me find the actual site that I had earlier. I can't believe I lost it like that. What is going on here? Okay. I'm actually just going to pull up an article from the News and Observer since I actually have lost my link to the North Carolina website and it's taking some time to pull it up. Um, one other place I could check is my Facebook page because um, I'm sure I may have posted it there on my Facebook page and I'll pull that up. But felony vote can vote in North Carolina after they complete their sentence. And this is a very important election, man. I, I was happy to actually come across veterans and uh, get them registered to vote. So we'll just go to this News and Observer article here in North Carolina. Uh, where is it? Can felons vote? I think that's it. Share. And this is the article right here, the News and Observer. Thousands on probation can't vote in North Carolina. Here's how many were convicted for trying. So, you know, I can understand people uh, being weary of people they meet on the street, giving them wrong information, and they get registered, and then they get locked up. Um, so convicted felons in North Carolina who have completed their prison sentence but not probation or post-release supervision are prohibited from voting. But a 2017 audit by the State Board of Election Commission at the allegations of fraud made during and after the contentious 2016 elections for president and, gover and governor discovered hundreds of cases. So a lot of people was motivated to vote against Donald Trump and they did not get the right information. Okay. They did not get that information and you can vote as long as you have completed your sentence. That's paid all your fines, completed your probation. You're not going to see a probation officer anymore. They sent you a form and saying that you have been, I guess, emancipated from prison slavery because um, you completed everything and, and then you can register to vote. You don't have to present that documentation uh, to anyone, not even when you go vote. You can just register to vote like everybody else. All right, and I think that's very important because, again, I think we're, um, man, it, it's, um, we're in perilous times with Donald Trump, man, I'm telling you, and I'm not saying that to be extra. I'm not saying that to exaggerate. Uh, I mean, there are other reasons why um, you should be weary of Donald Trump, like stacking um, the judicial, I think he's like appointed 200 judges to the voter, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, to the federal courts. Now, you you think he's, uh, what do you think he's doing there? You think he's, he's stacking the federal courts with right-wing conservatives who uh, practice judicial activism and overturn precedent? I mean, just look at the recent Supreme Court ruling and I think it was the 1877 Civil Rights uh, Act and, and how Byron Allen had sued them and, and 
he knew it was a good chance he was going to lose with this court, with this Supreme Court. Um, and he did. And that just, man, that was a blow to that civil rights law. People not think about it in terms of that. And uh, it's, I don't think we have to say Donald Trump is a racist suspect. A racist is as a racist does, and he does racist things. Um, that's pretty evident. So let me see. I think that's all the, no, that's not. I got one more local story uh, for you. So again, because we have been um, engaged since March, really, in trying to get this Confederate idol, the white supremacy from in front of our courthouse. And without rehashing it, it's in my archives. You know, we have been demonstrating, circulating petitions, occupying the courthouse with different events, going to all the commissioners meetings, signing up to speak on the issue, a council of understanding on the issue of this Confederate monument uh, was assembled and they recommended in a seven to five vote to relocate this, this uh, Confederate idol from the county courthouse and the commissioners went back on that. And, and then the commissioners actually voted six to one um, to remove it from the courthouse. And now they have backed out on that. So democracy, um, we're, they're not pra practicing um, democracy in Gaston County. At least the county board isn't. They're practicing white supremacy because this is what white supremacy looks like institutional racism when the whole when the majority of the public is for removing this statute and then you have uh these men on the board um Kyle Towen and making and cutting deals with neo confederate suspected racists and terrorists i mean definitely neo confederate white nationalists and then you go back on what was already agreed upon and, and go, just going to leave it there, man. So people are, are continuing to occupy the courthouse at all times of night. So here's some video that actually, you know, my daughter who I co-founded the East Gaston coalition for freedom and justice. And we've been organizing, we actually organized a couple of historic marches in some of these southern towns here um, in North Carolina, never before have they had like a civil rights march or any kind of march of the sort. I know the Klan marched in the 50s down, uh, I think it's Franklin Boulevard in Gastonia, you know, our capital city of Gaston County. Uh, but civil rights marches, a lot of his history in terms of fighting for social justice happened in Gaston County. And so people can, are continuing to occupy the courthouse. And here's some video. We out here courthouse posted up. Project Occupy. Project Occupy. Where y'all at? I'll go home when I feel like it. 
And so, you know, we've been hanging out at that courthouse just all times of the night, just go whenever, just go whenever. Uh, make them defend that statue. Keep putting the pressure on them. You know, um, I will no longer when someone says to me, you know, I want to do this, that, or the other to that, to that um, anti-Christ monumental white supremacy, um, I'm no longer going to tell them, oh, man, don't do that. Just give up, be patient, let the process play out. We win in public opinion. You know, uh, we got the public on our side. Let's just play it out democratically, process. And now look what happened. As I stated in the last um, commissioner's meeting on the 25th and was able to speak on the issue after they had voted, and which was out of the ordinary because usually you get public commentary first or uh, citizen recognition, as they call it, first. And then the commissioners, after they heard from everybody uh, on the issue, then they vote. They voted first. They had their mind made up. And I think a couple of the commissioners, at least three of them that voted against keeping that monument there, they were taken by surprise as well. I know uh, um, Commissioner Bob Hobus seemed to be taken by surprise, and, and he introduced, you know, tried to introduce an amendment to that resolution, and it was voted down. And, and so that's where we are. So we're going we gonna to continue to post up. And I'm no longer going to tell people what, you know, don't do nothing, don't egg it, don't throw oil on it, don't throw pig's blood on it, don't try to climb it, climb the fence and then jump over on, you know, because it's a 35-foot, a 35-foot, on a 35-foot pedestal, which they added to that in 1998. And so I'm not going to tell anybody any longer to, you know, just be patient, let the let the process play it out because we got played by these by these suspected racists on the board and definitely they are neo-confederate sympathizers and got the nerve to open up their meetings with the pledge of allegiance looking at the doggone flag and then opening up with prayer like Chad Brown in this last one about to do some devilment but you're going to open up in prayer man let me not get get into <laughs> my feelings right now about uh, that guy. All right, so let me go. I believe that's all the local stories that I got for you for um, Gaston County, and I do need to move into some, some national news. I'm actually trying to pull up, see if my uh, studio is working now. Again, please continue to support Black Talk Media Project, y'all. I mean... We really need y'all support because we do not get grants from a lot of organizations. And so we really need that help. So let me, um, let me check the chat room. And uh, again, the uh, telephone number, if anybody would like to call in, you can do so. You can give us a call. You could join us uh, by video. All that information is uh, in the description for you. Um, let me just um, check the chat. All right, what, what's up, Muskogee? Derek? All right, Derek, I know Derek. Uh, let me see. Quan, Quan uh, how you pronounce that? Quan Lee, is it Quan Lee? Yeah, I think I'm pronouncing that uh, uh, correctly. 
let me see. I'm not being confrontational, but we really believe Biden and Harris is much better. Yes, Biden and Harris is much better. Ted Johnson, Biden and Harris ain't out here riling up these white militias to go into the city to shoot people and encouraging uh, white terrorism against black people. Are they? He, uh, Harris and Biden, it's not telling police that they got a license to just kill people on the spot with no accountability. Again, you know, I was one of the, I'm one of Biden's biggest critics and Harris too, you know, it, during my production of not only this program, but new abolitionist radio where, um, we went over both of their records and, but again, that's yesterday. That's in the past. A lot of black representatives voted for that legislation as well. And that don't, we know that that legislation has to be repealed. Do you think Trump is going to repeal it? I think Biden wants to, um, how would he remold his image? I mean, Biden might die in office. And Kamala Harris is for some of the progressive issues after getting dragged by black people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but again, the number one issue with me is black folks, non-white folks in general, y'all can, y'all, we can pretend like we prepared for civil war too, but we not, we not. And you got Donald Trump out here, you know what I'm saying? Encouraging this type of stuff, white terrorism. Joe Biden and Harris is, is not encouraging white terrorism. And I hate to see what, how much more perilous it can get in these streets. You know, I'm getting death threats. My daughters is getting death threats simply because we out here on the front lines in a, in a peaceful and democratic process trying to get a white supremacist statute removed from our county courthouse out here registering people to vote, giving away school supplies. And I get death threat, getting death threats and what have you. My daughter had to pull a gun out on one of these white boys after a meeting. I, he wasn't no boy. He was a man stalking my daughter and the person who was with her after a, a march and where these people were, were pictured counter protesting with Nazis, giving Nazi salutes and making clan symbols with Confederate flags. And then this dude following my daughter, calling her the N-word, and she had to uh, draw her weapon, which he didn't know she had. Then the cops come run up there and get this white, white terrorist. So that wasn't happening before Donald Trump. I, I mean, it, it has happened throughout U.S. history. Let's not be, you know, um, ignorant about that but not here lately we these white folks where i live in the south in gaston county have not been this riled up ever period and i'm 53 years old okay so uh let me see so if we remove the monuments shouldn't we remove racist laws and policy i think the focus should be placed in other places so ted if you can't even organize when public opinion um, to remove a racist symbol from the courthouse, then what makes you think you're going to organize and vote out or get removed 
a racist magistrate, a racist judge, a racist police chief, a racist sheriff department. I'm not saying that all these people in my county are, are racist, but hypothetically, if you like, and I think John, what was his name? John Sims, this artist, uh, check out YouTube, on YouTube, Burn and Bury, and he's talking about burning and burying the, the Confederate flag, and he talks about the monuments too, and he's like, you can't even remove this symbol of white supremacy that on, on, on public property that you pay taxes on, if you can't even do that, then give me a break, okay? And we know that these monuments inspire terrorism. Dylan Roof was right in the next county from where I live. Y'all know that movie, um, what is it? What is the name of that movie? That uh, Woodrow Wilson showed in the White House for the Klan, Klan propaganda birth of a nation that was based on a book by a white terrorist who lived in Cleveland County. I, I think it was called the name of the book was the Klansman. That's where I live. That's where I live. And everybody know symbols are powerful. That's why everybody all in their feelings. And I'm not saying this in a sarcastic way about uh, this actor dying, Chad Bozeman, I believe is his name from South Carolina where he grew up and he played the black Panther. Symbols and images, and Malcolm told me media is the most powerful entity on the face of the planet. That statue, these monuments are a form of media conveying a message. So, you know, we can walk and chew bubblegum at the same time, Ted. I've been registering people to vote, going to demonstrations uh, and meetings on this monument. Hey, man, who said we got to pick one, you know? I multitask with a lot of people know how to multitask. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't care to hear for excuses or why we should leave these racist monuments that we paying to maintain and protect. Have some black self-respect is the way I look at it, Ted. I don't know what, what else to tell you. Um, let me check something right quick. Um, I believe we do need to go to the national news. I just want to check, make sure I don't have any callers on, on the board. But uh, let me see, what's this next story? I believe we're going national uh, right now. So I don't know if y'all saw this or or not. Damn it, I shouldn't have closed that video, but I got it linked up. Um, Brianna Taylor's ex-boyfriend was arrested for allegedly dealing drugs, right? Allegedly dealing drugs. That's what they said. The police lied, the detectives lied um, to the magistrate to get a warrant to serve on Brianna Taylor's apartment and said that the postmaster at, you know, whoever's in charge at the local post office there had told them that regular packages and stuff was being delivered to Brianna Taylor uh, for her ex-boyfriend. And like it was, you know, drug or money and stuff like that. And the postmaster came out and said, we didn't say no such thing. Yeah, I haven't heard of one of the, none of these police officers, one of them got fired, but none of them are facing charges. That's, isn't that a crime? to lie to a judge, to, to uh, commit perjury, to swear an oath that the information you're giving to the judge is going to get issued this warrant. 
you know, that everything you're telling them is true, and then you lie. See, this is what we this is what we're dealing with. Now that's more complicated than removing a statue. So if we can't remove a statue, then we can't remove these individuals that make the system of institutional racism. You know, you got to have individuals practicing racism that work in the system for the system to be racist. The system is not a living being. It can't be racist on its own. It needs individuals to be racist and make it that way. But anyway, Jamarcus Glover, uh, this is being reported by WDRB.com. Um, Jamarcus Glover, the focus of a series of Louisville police raids, and, uh, raids, including one in which officers shot and killed Breonna Taylor, shot her, what, seven, eight times, was offered a plea deal last month if he would say that Taylor was a member of his organized crime syndicate. That was in the record. They, they That was in quotations. That's what quotations mean in an article. That's exactly the phrase used in the record. They offered this man a bribe if he would lie on a police violence victim, Rihanna Taylor, to say that she was helping him and was part of this crime syndicate. And they were, and they saying like he was a major, major trafficker. This is the deal that they offered him to drag Brianna Taylor's name in memory through the mud, more lies. So it, it apparently law enforcement officials ain't got a problem with lying in Louisville. They lied to the judge to obtain the warrant to go do a no-knock raid on Breonna Taylor's home. And and now, you know, uh, they were trying to get this man to lie. They tried to bribe him, Jamarcus Glover, to lie. So uh, Glover, a convicted felon with a history of drug trafficking, turned down the plea officer, offer from the Jefferson Commonwealth's attorney's office. It would have resulted in a possible 10-year prison sentence on charges of criminal syndication, drug trafficking, and gun charges. If he had taken the plea, Glover could possibly have been released on probation instead of pro uh, serving prison time. I say that again. Let's read that again. These prosecutors offered this man probation, but he's described it this 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 drug lord, really the head of a crime syndicate, a dangerous, violent uh, crime lord. But they was gonna give him probation to lie on this woman. That that's that's bribery is a crime, but they do it every day in this wicked uh, criminal justice system. And anybody, I, I don't even know how anybody can defend it, you know, except for to be unaware of it or to be ignorant, which is the same thing, to be ignorant. I, since I've been in the citizen news journalism business since 2007, I see these stories way, 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 way too often. That's why I'm so, I guess, disagreeable sometimes, or some people say like you, you look mean and, and what have you. And I mean, I got a lot to be mad about, man. So much injustice in the world. So let me see what's the next story. But that, I mean, that's just really crazy. But y'all out there repping the blue thin line on your little American flags 
um, which are in violation of the American flag code, you know, but um, you know how y'all like to practice capitalism in, in this country. And so if you can make a dollar, you know, you claim that flag is so sacred, but you allow the police to deface it and use it incorrectly. Now, here's another uh, article. This is why a lot of people stay mad. This is why people get so mad to the point that they start burning stuff down. You know what I'm saying? They they really do. So let me pull up this story um, about this shooting that occurred earlier today, I believe. Um, let me go ahead and share that with you from Refinery29 is reporting this story. horrific act of police violence. Just, I mean, wow. Los Angeles police shot a black man over 20 times for an alleged bicycle. Bicycle violation. Why ain't you got violent crime to stop, which y'all don't stop. Y'all just respond to it. Maybe because y'all too busy trying to write people tickets for what? Not having a reflector? on the back of a bicycle and, I, and they haven't even said what the violation bicycle violation is. Okay. They haven't even said, but they go after this man on a bicycle carrying clothes, possibly homeless or being kicked out and moving somewhere. Who knows why? Maybe he was doing his laundry or something and, 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 and y'all going to go after him. These cops got, ain't got nothing better to do then try to enforce some bicycle code. That's really a joke, man, especially when you're talking about a major city like Los Angeles and y'all got time to be uh, chasing people down to write tickets for bicycle codes. So uh, Refinery29.com is reporting on Monday afternoon, police shot and killed a black man in South Los Angeles for allegedly violating a bicycle vehicle code, according to according to a press conference held by Lieutenant Brandon Dean. He was fatally shot by officers over, so it's more than 20, over 20 times after running from them. Family members at the scene have identified him as 29-year-old Dijon Kizzy. His identity was later confirmed by a Los Angeles County examiner coroner. Around 3 p.m., officers reported that they saw a man riding a bicycle and they made a U-turn. I guess, you know, they, they wasn't on nowhere important, I guess, you know. And then y'all say, y'all don't, y'all think uh, this defund the police is nonsense. Well, obviously, these guys getting paid, and they didn't have nothing to do, so they go after this dude on a bicycle. All right, they do a U-turn to stop him for violating a vehicle code. He's on a bicycle though it is still unclear what vehicle code he was allegedly breaking. After police approached him, Kizzy got off his bike and began to run. And you say, well, why did he run? Well, have you, have you read the news lately? Have you not seen all these people getting murdered by cops in this town? Come on now. Um, so he runs. They begin to chase him. 
uh, apparently he punched one, or it's being reported he punched one of the officers in the face and dropped a bundle of clothing he was carrying. The deputies noticed, now pay attention to this part. The deputies noticed that inside the clothing items that he, that he dropped was a black semi-automatic handgun, said the lieutenant at a press conference. At that point, two officers opened fire and shot Kizzy several times. Over 20, they said, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. I would imagine. So, I mean, like one bullet is enough to kill a human being or, or disable him or what have you, or him or her. Two shots, okay. Three, okay, you're going to triple tap them. 20 times? How's that not excessive force? How can anybody argue that's not excessive force? They, when you shoot somebody that many times, it seems personal. It really does. It seems personal. You would think. Uh, let me see. A video taken. Let me see. At that point, two officers opened fire and shot Kizzy several times, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. The department has stated it will be speaking with witnesses and working to find any surveillance cameras that may have captured it on video because these uh, uh, cops that have strong police unions don't want their crimes caught on camera, so they don't have body cameras. And apparently these cops don't have body cameras. I mean, again, defund the police. They, they have all this money to spend on military-style weaponry and all that, but they, they can't all be wearing body cams, which exonerates some officers in police brutality uh, complaints, but it also captures them when they murder somebody with malice. 20 times, that's emotion. Come on, y'all. That's emotional. That's like making me think, damn, did y'all know this dude? Or was you so angry and in your emotions because you got punched in the face that as soon as you saw a gun, he didn't even bend down to pick the gun up. You saw a gun, and that could have been a toy gun. You don't know. In his clothes, and he drops it. And it's on the ground. And as soon as you see that, that's justification to shoot this man? How you know it wasn't legally on firearm? See what I'm saying? And then these the NRA and and, and, and most Second Amendment rights people, because I believe in being armed, and I am armed, and I, you know, for not just hunting, but for self-protection. I, I especially when you live in behind what seems like enemy lines. When you are surrounded by neo-Confederate terrorists and racist suspects, man, I believe in common sense gun regulation and, and what have you, and a lot of people don't need them. Um, and that's evident by these white vigilantes out here murdering people, threatening people. So 20 times, really? Are they mad because of the social political atmosphere? Did do, are they Tucker Carlson fans? Did he hype them up? Did Donald Trump hype them up? You know, he always giving them a license to mistreat and brutalize people. He did that during the campaign trail. I don't see, I don't see again, I'm not on here to, to pump up Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, but at least not at no time that I have seen that they have encouraged police violence, have told people to hurt suspects. Donald Trump has. 
I don't see them giving a license to these white militias to to go come from out of town and like they're going to protect some property. That ain't their job. And what we're down in Kenosha, that sheriff needs to be on the investigation. Those those men um, were in a protest. It's, it's called a counter-protest or a demonstration or whatever you want to call it. And you were armed to the terror of the public, okay? You were armed to the terror of the public. And you're not supposed to do that. I, I have to check on Wisconsin law. But they arrested some new Black Panthers in North Carolina, because North Carolina says when you're participating in a march or any kind of demonstration or whatnot or protest that you can't be armed. So that's why when, when we say occupy, we're not protesting, we're not demonstrating because we're going to start being armed. Not that we haven't been, but y'all just ain't seen it. But we're going to start doing some open carry since y'all won't allow these terrorists to threaten people here in Gaston County, Okay. So I, I think this was personal. I think this was personal on these people's part. Uh, let's see. Next story. LAPD. And what's the what's the young man name? Had they identified him yet? Oh, I said Kizzy, right? Um, Dijon Kizzy, 29-year-old, shot 20 times. Man, you don't even when you on a in a real war zone like in the US Army over there in Iraq. That man, that would be considered very excessive force to kill the enemy. You know what I'm saying? It don't take but one bullet, you know, to kill somebody. 20 times, two people. If 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 there was ever a time to use the word overkill, now would be that time. This is this is terrible, man. This is the world we live in. This is the country we live in. And people go around thinking that it's fun and games, like this Oregon man who lived in Portland, who joined with some so-called patriots to go terrorize protesters in downtown Portland, even though the police told you, people talking about, well, just follow commands, just listen. They were told by the police not to go to that area of downtown Portland, where demonstrations against racism and police violence was going on. But no, they want to go take their little caravan down through there with this specific intent to terrorize people, to terrorize U.S. citizens as they express their First Amendment rights. I don't want to hear no crap about no rioters and looters and, and all of that kind of stuff. Everybody out there ain't doing that. And that can be police provocateurs. That could be agents of the state. That could be white supremacists who, who, who rage war on law enforcement. Also, in doing using that as cover to kill people. So, anyway, let me share this um, story. Y'all, I'm sure y'all have heard of it of the Trump supporter who got a cap busted in, in his chest. Uh, let's see. Okay, man killed in Portland shooting identified by police as Aaron J. Danielson. And this is coming to you from CNN. Uh, they've identified the man who was fatally shot Saturday night in downtown Portland, Oregon. Uh, if he had just stayed home and let the police uh, do the job that they paid to do instead of going out there to terrorize people, maybe he'd still be alive. All right. But um, this, he was killed amid clashes 
between pro-Trump groups and left-wing protesters as Aaron J. Danielson of Portland. Now, the pro-Trump groups went looking for this trouble. Police told them not to go up in there. So they apparently went around a barricade and found their way into to the, let's say, the mini war zone or, or the designated uh, DMZ or whatever. And they went anyway. And they were shooting people with paintball guns. And that's in this article. That is in this article. Let me find it. Let me see the far right group Patriot Prayer. What a name. You know, Patriot Prayer. Uh, yeah. I, I, what kind of praying y'all doing? What is y'all praying for? And who are you praying to? Trump, because he sure acts like he's the God of you. The far-right group Patriot Prayer, which has previously clashed with left-wing demonstrators, mourned Danielson's death. He had a huge heart group organizer, Joy Gibson, said on his Facebook page, God bless the life he lived. Oh, Lord. Authorities have not yet identified a suspect, but they do have a person of interest. So let me say that. So the fatal shooting came after the Trump 2020 cruise rally in Portland, in which supporters of President Donald Trump gathered in cars and drove in a caravan into Portland. Video footage from CNN affiliate KOIN showed pickups with American flags, thin blue line, American flags, desecrated American flags, and Trump 2020 flags. Portland police tried to keep, I, I don't know, what do you mean by you tried? I, I, I don't know. Um, Portland police tried to keep the caravan out of downtown, but vehicles were able to come into the downtown core. Police Chief Chuck Lavelle said, police said there were instances of violence between demonstrators and counter demonstrators when the caravan came through downtown. And I, I do have some evidence that this group went to start something. Um, I do have video evidence of that. Um, let me see. All right, so let's get the right wing group, Patriot Prayer, and self proclaimed militia members. So they working with militia again, white militia egged on by Donald Trump, drove into downtown Portland last night, armed and looking for a fight. Brown said that's the governor, uh, Oregon Governor Kate Brown. Every Oregonian has the right to freely express their views without fear of deadly violence. I will not allow Patriot Prayer and armed white supremacists to bring more bloodshed to our streets. Justin Dunlap, who witnessed the Portland shooting and captured some of it on his Facebook live stream, said he, did, he didn't hear much lead up to it. I heard like three seconds of yelling and saw a guy spray bear mace. So again, these in other articles, these thugs and terrorists was going around shooting people with paintball guns and spraying them with bear mace while they drove, you know. And then some of them got out their trucks and, and was spraying people. And allegedly, that's what got this dude killed. He sprayed somebody with mace and they shot him. All right, so uh, CNN has not confirmed that the victim is the person who sprayed the mace. All right, so um, All Lives Matter written on a back driver's side window. So again, we know who this crowd is. Uh, 
As a green pickup passes, this is in a video. All right, a man riding in the bed of a passing black pickup displaying a blue Oregon for Trump, Trump flag and an American flag can be seen pointing and firing a paintball gun at protesters standing on the corner. Riders in the black truck can be seen releasing some form of spray. And as a green pickup passes, someone riding in his bed can be seen spraying something towards protesters. Passengers in that green truck duck as the other protesters toss something at them. So, yeah, they was retaliating against being attacked by these white supremacists and Donald Trump supporters, these, these terrorists. So if he would have stayed himself at home and not egged on and in his white supremacist privilege, egged on by Donald Trump, he might still be alive today. He might still be with his partner. I, I think, you know, this guy's in a same-sex marriage or, or, or relationship, but he lives with his business partner. And that was the guy earlier talking about he had a really big heart. Yeah, he ain't have a heart for justice. Don't sound like, to me, seem like he had a heart for mischief and terrorizing people and shouting all lives matter in the face of black people getting murdered by police. That's what it seemed like to me. So uh, let me see. Let me pull up the video. Uh, before these guys got down there, uh, got to downtown, which shows their intent. This this video shows their intent. There, there's no question about what their intent was when they went where police told them not to go. So let me share that with you. So here we got Anthony Moretti in Portland, Oregon. This was August the 30th, 3.51 p.m. MAGA is heading into Portland. Uh, hashtag American flag, fist bump. We are coming for you, Antifa. See that? They plan to go to terrorize protesters against racism and police violence. Instead of uniting against state-sponsored violence, they want to help the state put the boot on citizens' necks. Patriots? I don't think so. Crispus Tux was a patriot. This man was not. You know, Crispus Tux, the runaway victim of slavery, uh, part African, part indigenous native man, who had ran away and was working on ships um, in the Boston Harbor. And he was there when that teenager, teen colonist was abused by British soldiers in an act of policing, violence, using violence to police the colonists. And Christmas the Tux led them and in, in a, a band of other colonists to confront them over that violence. And they were mur and they were killed by those soldiers. And this was said to be the spark of the American Revolution, the a grassroots spark revolution, because of police brutality and a tyrant king. And that's how and, until the slavers like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, them took it over. The wealthy took it over the American Revolution. But 
that's what a patriot is, somebody who fight for freedom. Now, uh, and, and you cannot be fighting for law and order and at the same time be fighting for freedom. The, it, the two ideals are opposed to each other. As long as somebody's freedom doesn't impose upon another person's freedom, then there shouldn't be a problem. And then we, throughout this, the history of this nation, they, politicians have put laws on the books, no standing on the corner, no vagrancy, no homelessness. You can't be unemployed. Just law after law after law after law after law to take money from people, to support the state, taxation, that's another form of taxation, or to put them in to prison slavery, which is very profitable and has been since 1865. So there you go. These terrorists went to terrorize because that's what terrorists do. Okay, that's what they do. And they want to try to label, y'all know, man, all the papers around here in Gaston County, and we did it as a deliberate strategy. As I said it earlier, I've been talking people out of uh, vandalizing that Confederate monument. Uh, no more. I'm not going to encourage it. I'm not going to discourage it because of what that commission did after three months of us uh, participating in the democratic process and winning a vote for you to just reverse that the way that they did. No, that cannot stand. But they have labeled us Antifa. Um, me and my daughter organized the first historic march for any kind of civil or social or human rights in Mount Holly, North Carolina. And in its hundred and something year history. And the paper, which the paper has basically been reporting the facts and the facts are that all the demonstrations and marches in Gaston County have been peaceful, but they labeled us a Black Lives Matter march. No, we're the East Gaston Coalition for Freedom and Justice. We have signs that say Black Lives Matter. People who came out made them signs. That's been a popular slogan that means that Nobody's life matter until Black Lives Matter because Black Lives Matter hasn't mattered in a long time unless you was a, a slave. You know, then your life has some value. But today, it still has some value that they can put you in modern slavery. But it's so many people now today that, you know, they'll just bust a cap in you, put you six feet under, whatever. Um, so let me pull up this last story. I believe that was it. I believe that was it. That was my last story. I did have an international story that I wanted to share, but I couldn't find it. All right. So I don't do, uh, I don't have a set schedule, regular schedule for doing these broadcasts. Um, but I will try to do them more frequent as I've lightened uh, my load or took some stuff off my plate that I had on my plate. And then that with my local organizing, I just haven't really been able to, to put out as many podcasts as most of the people who, who subscribe are used to, but I'm going to do more. Um, focusing on the local issues here first, local news. And I wish more 
broadcasters would do this, man, because we need we need to be connected with real information locally for the grassroots organizations of people or, or citizens that's collaborating with each other to produce justice in their in their local areas, man. All politics is local first, you know, first and foremost. All right, so we got some important elections coming up, and so that'll be the the format of Black Talk Radio News from here forward. Local news first. Then we'll get into the national and international news. Please continue to support the award-winning, uh, two years in a row, the number one black digital radio platform and podcasting platform um, on the on the internet, according to Feedspot. Y'all can check out our awards on, on the website, blacktalkradionetwork.com. It is managed by the North Carolina-based right here in Gaston County, nonprofit new media organization because media is the most powerful entity on the face of the planet, according to Malcolm X. And so we're a nonprofit media organization and all your donations are tax deductible. You can find your links uh, in the description and also check out many of the other podcasters. And I got about four new podcasters that want to come aboard. But again, I have been so behind but I hope to be getting with them in the next couple of days and adding some new uh, podcasters to blacktalkradionetwork.com. Y'all be safe behind these enemy lines. We got uh, MAGA terrorists riding around. Uh, what does somebody call them? Now nah, I'm not going to call them that, but terrorists is an accurate word. These people practicing terrorism. And Donald Trump got to go. There's no question about that. He's got to go. I will hold my nose and vote for the Biden-Harris ticket. I'm sorry, Green Party. Y'all don't have a candidate that's really intriguing me. And I'm not for um, this time giving Donald. Donald Trump had his chance, and he proved to me that he was a racist. I didn't vote for him, but I voted Green Party. I wasn't voting for Hillary Clinton because of what she did to Gaddafi and lied and laughed about his murder. That's pure evil. And I didn't see that level of evil in Trump. And I thought the Democratic Party needed to be sent a message, a message that some would say they still didn't get. But Donald Trump has proven himself a threat to the entire world, man, but particularly to to non-white people, specifically black people, in the United States, okay? Y'all move behind these lines like you in the war zone. Stay alert. Like I told my daughter out demonstrating tonight, stay alert. Always be aware of your surroundings, okay? Always be looking over your shoulders. You know, you ain't, I ain't telling you to be in fear. You don't have to be panicked about it. Be relaxed about it. But just observe your all your surroundings, okay? Because we got terrorists out there, and they don't have a conscience. With that said, um... That's pretty much it, folks. Follow us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube um, if you're able. And also get a subscription to btrcommunity.com, which is our, our private social media platform, $24 a year. And you also get a subscription, um, um, email subscription to Black Talk Radio Network. We'll see y'all on the other side. Peace. Peace.